Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. Good morning. It is Monday, November 18th, 2019. This morning we have some news about Canadian property and real estate insurance. Uh, we had I had an interview lined up in the it's a technical glitch with the recording, so we're going to re-record. I'm going to get you the interview either later this week or early next week. Nevertheless, we have some fresh Canadian real estate news for you. Also, I have some numbers on uh, just to fill out, uh, give you a better picture of what Indwell does. And I have, of course, we are continuing with interviews from uh, the Wealth Hacker Conference. So let's jump into one of those right now. Okay, what's your favorite investing strategy? I don't really know, but the ones that make money are good. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one that you're gravitating towards? No, I do a number of things. Okay, what's, do you have a favorite? No, not at all. What did you start with? Uh, investing, just stocks, just ETFs. Stocks? Yeah. yeah. Is there one that you do more so right now? No, not. I'm here because I'm... You want to find more or find something specific? Yeah, I got a real estate thing that's happening and I cool. got to get on the right side of the story. This is a bit personal, but are you financially independent? Yes. How did you get there? Luck. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. Can you expand on that a little bit? You don't have to. Thought. I made money on it. I've made money on stocks. Okay. I'm good. That's cool. Um, Should someone rent or own their primary residence? From your perspective. Their primary residence should make the money. Ooh, I like that. Okay, uh, I really like that. Uh, cash flow or appreciation? It depends where you're at. If you want to be maneuverable, you need to have cash flow. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Indwell is a Nonprofit organization, a charity in Hamilton that provides community programs, education, but most importantly, affordable housing to people who um, either struggle with mental health, addiction, um, just in and out of employment, in and out of stable housing scenarios. And they've been a real bright mark on Hamilton and now Mississauga, London, Woodstock, Norfolk, they're expanding. They serve a real need and they bring very practical solutions. They are partnering with one of their future projects that's going to finish in 2020 is the Houston Street Baptist Church building. The church decided to build, when they bought their new building, they decided to not just build a new church, but also build affordable housing units on top of it. So they have a community center and a sanctuary and then 47 new affordable housing units because uh, Houston Street Baptist serves one of the more impoverished uh, communities in Hamilton. To give you an idea of how Indwell specifically works, I have their 2018 uh, annual report in front of me here. And the numbers are very interesting. A lot of people think that when you talk, when you talk about affordable housing, it's just subsidized by... Um, 
government funding and by donations and stuff, which is largely true. Like, that's the point. We're talking about people helping people out who, for whatever reason, and it doesn't matter the reasons, we're helping them get a leg up. But here's some interesting just breakdown of their uh, their income, indwells specifically. So they're operating grants. So from um, trusts from government, different levels of government. That was the most, mostly where their income came from 2018, uh, 2017 to 2018, at $2,655,000. That was 43% of their operating income. Now, 40% of their operating income was rent, room, and board at $2,511,334. Uh, sorry, two million five hundred eleven thousand three hundred thirty-four dollars. So it's not far off. So it's an, and then donations seven hundred thousand dollars in donations, and then they charge service fees and other uh, small stuff. That was three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. They have um, they have an operating model. First of all, that keeps them in the black. Second of all, that serves a need. Third, yes, it is subsidized by different grants from different organizations, but not entirely. They still collect significant a significant portion of their operating income in rent. Uh, most of their expenses are programs that they run and staffing. That's fifty six percent, and then at three point three million, and then interest in financing is one point six million. If they could reduce that interest in financing portion, they're operating. They'd be able to operate at a much more efficient level. So if we could increase the donation portion, reduce the interest in financing portion. Because that programs and staff, like that's super important. They need the support in there. In fact, I would say they need to increase that. Get more programs, get more staff in there. Because what you're doing is not only are you supporting housing. Oh, by the way, their building and facilities costs are only 692000 They're operating super efficiently. Let's get more programs in there to, because they offer volunteer and uh, sometimes job opportunities to people who can work, who live in their buildings, and they offer uh, support in as many ways as possible, whether it be food, um, medical care, mental health care, um, addiction support. There's a whole range of, and sometimes just community, just providing a place where they can make friends, which is super foundational. So let's help them. Let's help them finish. They need $5.7 million to finish Houston Street Baptist Church particularly. Let's get another 47 units up and running in Hamilton. If you want to in, uh, donate, there'll be links to either donate directly to Houston Street Baptist or to Indwell. 
in the show notes. If you want to meet the leadership of the church or of Indwell, email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca, and I'll set up a meeting. You can talk about partnering on a deeper level with both Houston Street Baptist and with Indwell. Let's add momentum to these guys. They're doing some amazing stuff. Let's enable them to keep doing it. This morning's article comes from ctvnews.ca from Calgary. Calgary condo owners look for help as insurance premiums spike. Condo owners of a southeast Calgary condo building receive a surprise this week when their insurance carrier hiked their rates by more than $250,000. Clarence Springs says he moved to the Mosaic Mirage condominium complex five years ago for several reasons. I like the location, he said, of the Mackenzie Town development. It's easy walking distance for shopping, and I can be close to my children. What he doesn't like, however, are his insurance premiums. This week... Mosaic's insurance broker, Hub International, informed residents their collective premium was jumping from around 69000 to more than 322000 I'm not much of a mathematician, but that's nearly 500% increase, he said. Spring said there were claims from condo residents over the last year, the only significant one being a dryer fire that caused roughly $20,000 in damage. According to the Insurance Bureau of Canada, it's up to the individual insurance companies to determine what risks they are willing to take on. There are many insurance companies across Canada, and every insurance company has their own risk appetite and makes individual business decision on the types of properties they want to insure and the risks they are willing to take on, said Rob Dupruy, Director of Consumer and Industry Relations. In a statement to CTV, a hub spokesperson said rates aren't going up because of any particular risk, but because it's one of the few ways to keep the insurance industry afloat. The insurance market for residential real estate in Canada, and more specifically condominiums, is the single most challenging class of business in the insurance industry today, the spokesperson said. The property losses have continued to escalate, and it is simply not a profitable class of business for the insurers who pay the claims, resulting in some insurers reducing their exposure or exiting the market entirely. The company said losses from water damage, fire, and catastrophic weather events have gone up while replacement costs continued to rise. The insurers have now responded with rate corrections and other potential corrective measures such as increased deductibles, the spokesperson said. Springs said the rate jump means condo owners in his complex are paying nearly $1,000 more per year. Somebody should intervene. The government should intervene, he said. There should be some protection for us because we, we're mandated that we have to buy insurance. A spokesperson for Service Alberta said the department has not heard from condo boards in Calgary regarding a spike in insurance premiums. I bring this article to you because I've read a couple posts now in Facebook groups, landlord Facebook groups, about spiking insurance premiums, even on duplexes, triplexes, stuff like that. And a lot of experienced experienced investors are seemingly reeling from 
when they get their policy renewal statements in because the increases are so are so large. So this is what I talked to uh, on Japanwala, uh, an insurance broker. I talked with him uh, on Saturday about it. And unfortunately, like I mentioned in the intro, there was a technical glitch with the recording. So we're, I'm, we're going to do an, the interview again. I definitely want to get his information to you because it's super practical. So pay, it's a look out for that either later on this week or early next week. But this is a trend, uh, and I was reading some articles from the States as well, just talking about the number of particularly um, catastrophic weather events. And this article cites this as well. Property losses have continued to escalate, and it's simply not a profitable class. Um, the company said losses from water damage, fire, and catastrophic weather events have gone up, while replacement costs continue to rise. Uh, so there were a few very practical things that on practical steps that on gave us that we can take to mitigate some of those increases. But largely, we, you know, this this person that was being interviewed says in this article says somebody should intervene. The government should intervene. Water damage has been a huge problem, especially in southern Ontario, over the last couple of years. Um, Dorian, the, the fallout from Dorian in Ontario was actually a lot. Like, uh, I've, I'm not going to quote the number, but it was uh, tens of millions of dollars. I believe it was, okay, so I am going to quote a number. I believe it was about $80 million just for that one event, just, just for the fallout from that one storm. And we didn't, you know, that wasn't, that's just like tail end stuff, right? And $80 million in claims. That's one event. And that might, I don't have anything to compare that to, but if that's happening more and more, I can see how insurance companies want to mitigate those payouts. And this isn't something that they can necessarily control. And this is something, especially flooding right now, is a big issue, especially for people in Toronto and southern Ontario. Well, all over Ontario for that matter. Huntsville got hit really hard uh, either last year or a couple of years ago, like massive flooding. So, you know, the Muskokas. Flooding is a very real danger, especially with more and more investors loving the Burr method and legalizing basement apartments, basement units. So it's, insurance is something to pay attention to right now, uh, you know, among other things, but it has to stay on your radar or else you get surprised, you know, by... Um, double-digit, maybe even triple-digit spikes in your insurance premiums. If you've seen a spike in your insurance premiums, email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. So recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot C-A. I'd love to hear your experience with claims. I'd love to hear, you know, if, if you've had to, if you've had just, 
terrible a terrible time with flooding or the different high wind and weather events that we've seen in the last year it's affected you negatively i'd love to hear about it get your story how have you mitigated it how have you been able to respond to it if you know of someone who's struggling with this kind of thing right now with their insurance premiums or with an insurance claim email uh, send this episode to them i'd love to hear from them as well if you want to continue to get Canadian real estate news every morning, Monday to Saturday. Subscribe to this podcast. You can do that right now on whatever app you're listening to. If you enjoy this, if if you feel like this is useful, let's help other Canadians get this news every every day as well. So what you can do is you can go to Apple Podcasts because the largest portion of our listeners are on Apple Podcasts now. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the podcast. So give it a five-star rating. And if you want to give me some feedback, you can do that there as well. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to Real Estate and Coffee. If you have any suggestions for future topics or interviews, email me and I'd love to, uh, I'd love to talk to you about that. It's Monday. Have a great Monday. Thank God it's Monday. (laughs) I'm being serious. I like Mondays. Enjoy your week.